This is the True Adventure Podcast, Episode 4. Welcome to the True Adventure Podcast. You love the outdoors and are ready to intentionally use Mother Nature to find your truest life. You struggle to filter out the noise of opinions of those around you. You are not as happy with your daily job as you could be. Here, we talk about how reflection, yoga, and adventure can help you rediscover your truest self. When you're ready to welcome adventure to live your truest life, this is the podcast for you. Now, your host, Karina Baldwin, the adventure guide, yoga teacher, and mental performance coach. Hello, my friends. How are you? Happy Friday. I hope you are finding yourself very well, and I hope you are able to hang out and just listen to this podcast and not have to do anything, and that you have a great weekend. Fridays are one of my favorite days. It's the start of, I think it's most people's favorite day. It's the start of the weekend. It's the start of, I get to relax and chill out, and there's not any more expectations of me, and I think that is really cool. So, If this is your Friday, happy Friday. If you find this on another day, well, happy day that it is there. Today, I started thinking about a yoga class. So when I teach yoga, and for those who don't know, I teach a weekly class local here in Tacoma. But when I teach, I always find it so interesting that there are people who love this class and there are people who come every week and just like eat up all the things that are taught in this class and I think it's so cool and then there's other people who come once and then they never come again which is totally cool I'm I'm good with it you know like to each their own everyone has their own thing right whether it works for you it doesn't work for you everyone has their own way of life and I think it's so cool that we can experience something together in a room and there can be 20 people in this room, 20 yoga practitioners, yogis, from people who have been practicing for 30 years to people who have been practicing for the last 10 minutes. There is anything and everything in between. People who are at their first class, their hundredth class, their thousandth class, whatever it is, that there are 20 plus people in this room and they all experience the exact same class. They all experience this teacher speaking to them and cueing them in a particular way and helping them guide them through a physical and mental practice of yoga. Everyone is experiencing the same thing. And yet, every single one of those 20 plus people interpret that class differently. Some people think that was the most amazing class. I had the ability to go and find some introspection. I was challenged physically or I was able to recover more. Some people were like, oh, that class was super easy. Other people were like, that was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. I can't even touch my knees. And then other people are just like, yoga is not my vibe. I am never coming back here again. Other people are like, oh yeah, just a casual, you know, like 
17 bazillion chaturangas, which if you don't do yoga too often, that's like a lot of push-ups essentially that you are doing over the course of a class. So we all are in this studio. We are all in the same room, yet we're on our own mats experiencing it differently. We're all walking our own journey in this studio, practicing in this space. And that's a direct explanation, a direct metaphor for life, right? We're all experiencing this thing of human existence, and yet we all interpret every single day differently. And you can see that very apparent in like people like twins, because they are grown up, especially, you know, obviously if twins are, are raised together, they're raised in the same environment. They go to the same schools. They likely have the same teachers. Their parents ideally treat them the same. They tend to have the same friends. And yet, if you know a set of twins, you know that they are so different. And that is all because of our brain. It is all because of how we interpret the world around us. And I think that that I think a lot of psychology is pretty amazing and so cool. So I comboed basically the original thought from Albert Ellis, and he created something called the ABC model. And I took that and I comboed it with my business coach. She teaches what she calls the model. And then for those who don't know, I also work for the U.S. Army as a government contractor as a mental performance coach. So that's where I use my master's in um, sport and performance psychology. And we teach the performance psychology and positive psychology and just like psychology general curriculum. So I took all of that and I created like a derivative, essentially, of all three of those models that we use in order to help explain to you basically what happens inside of our brain that allows us all to interpret the world differently. And it is way more scientific than we're all just different humans. And yeah, you're right. We all are just different humans, but we truly have control over how we view things and how we think about things. And this model directly explains that. So the original model, the original guy that came up with this model was Albert Ellis. He was a psychologist, is a psychologist um, that developed a model called the ABC model. And this model directly explains how we interpret and react to the world. So I modified it slightly to be a little bit more similar to the model that we use when we teach soldiers. So the ABC model turned into the ATC model. And I'll explain each of those letters, but that's basically what's happening here. ABC turned to ATC. So Albert Ellis said that when you have what's called an activating event. This is something that is factual. It is circumstantial. Everyone in the world can agree on this thing. It is the who, the what, the where, and the when. There's no why there. It's just four of the five W's, the who, the what, the where, and the when. So it's very factual. 
everyone around you can agree that that happens. So like you go to a yoga studio and they teach triangle pose. Fact, everyone in the room knows triangle pose was taught in that class today. So that is the A, the activating event. It is factual. It is there. It can be proven. It's true. Then comes, in the original model, was the beliefs, but it is now called the thoughts. And the reason that it changed, why it should be changed from beliefs to thoughts, why when we teach soldiers and when personally when I teach athletes this as well, I change it to thoughts because our beliefs are a lot deeper than our thoughts. Our thoughts can be surface level and they're quick and they're heat of the moment. They are right off the bat. They are off the top of our head. You don't you don't think about your thought in that moment, right? Maybe an after fact, but in that moment, you don't think about your thought. Whereas your belief might come deeper down and the belief might be inserted into the thought, but it's not the surface level. And when it comes to this model, we really kind of just want to look at what pops into your head like right now, like quick snap of the fingers, like what, what comes out? What is the thought after this activating event happened? So your activating event triggers a thought. From there comes the C's, the consequences. So your consequences are your emotions and your reactions. So it is what you do and what you don't do. This is both what you feel inside your body as far as an emotion and when we use this and I, when I try to get athletes and soldiers to write these things down to slow down this whole process is we want to get really clear on our emotion. We're not just sad, but like, what does sad mean? Like, give me a bigger word that is truly like sitting in the pit of your stomach. What does it feel like? Instead of saying happy, because that doesn't really necessarily tell me how happy you are. Maybe you're like exuberant. You're just like so far off the, the scale of happiness. You're just like flying off the handle. You're so excited. And then happy could also mean content, like you're satisfied. That's also happy. So when you're listing out your emotions, you want to get really, really clear. And we're not just saying happy, sad, angry, like scale of one to 10, like give me some, give me some like the thesaurus. Oh my gosh, I couldn't even say that. Thesaurus level like emotion that you are describing. And then your reactions. Your reactions are what you do and what you don't do. So imagine almost everybody out there in the world has an iPhone now. And if you don't have an iPhone, I don't know if Android does this or not. So use your friend's iPhone. But I'm sure you've heard of this. So the iPhones have this thing called a live video now. So you take a picture and it basically records the two seconds before, two seconds after, essentially three seconds total. That doesn't add up, but you know what I mean. Three seconds total of a video when you take a picture, right? It's like when you hold it down, you see like a little snapshot of moment in time. Imagine if at the direct moment, the activating event happened, which triggered the thought, which then drove your consequences of emotions and reactions. In that moment, what was caught in that picture? In those three seconds, what happened? And it can be you stood there and did nothing. Or maybe it's 
you huffed and puffed. You're like, ah, yeah. or you walked away from the situation or you smiled and laughed. Whatever it is, what was caught in those three seconds? So that is your reaction. So that is the breakdown of the ATC. We have our activating event. That is our just the facts. Can be proven. It is factual. It is just the four W's of the who, what, where, and when. Then comes the T, your thoughts. This is where you have the most control. This is the thing that pops off the cuff. It is the first thing that comes into your mind. It is heat of the moment. It is quick. It's just automatically what happens in your mind. From our thoughts... That is what drives our consequences. So the C. Our T's drive our C's. Our thoughts drive our consequences. Our emotions and reactions. So how you feel and what you do and what you don't do. That that model explains why every single human on this planet interprets the world differently. We can all have the exact same activating event. We can all walk into a yoga studio and have a yoga teacher introduce themselves to us. That is an activating event. But our thought about that experience, about that person reaching out and shaking our hand, we can all have a different thought about this person. We can automatically think, this person is very nice. Or another person might have the thought, I can't believe she's reaching out for my hand. We're in the middle of a pandemic. And then another person is like, oh, I really just wanted to come to class and not talk to anyone. And then another person was like, oh my gosh, this girl seems so nice. This is awesome. All four of those thoughts happened to the exact same activating event, the exact same thing that occurred. The yoga teacher reached out and introduced herself. So that is how we all interpret the world differently. And it's so powerful to know that we all have power in our thoughts. One thing that Albert Ellis did after he created the ABC, so the Activating Event Beliefs Consequences model, he then took it a step further. And he basically created a reflection and a change on the ABC model. And he turned it, it's the whole alphabet now, (laughs) he turned it into the A, B, C, D, E model, which I think is incredible that he just kept going down. Also that he had the vocabulary to just keep on going down that list of alphabet. Anyway, so again, remember belief is thoughts. So our activating event, our belief aka our thoughts, C, our consequences, so what we feel, our emotions, and what we do and what we don't do, our reactions. Then comes D, disputation. Disputation, this is where we question the thought. We question whether or not that thought is helping us or harming us. We question whether or not that thought is going to drive us forward in a more productive way or if it's counterproductive and pulling us back. So do you actually agree with that thought or do you want to reconsider it? 
And that is where you question it in the D, in the D step, disputation. Then comes E, the new effect. So now once you've questioned it, maybe you can begin to change that thought into a new thought and understand that this is a better way of thinking. And if we change our new thought, what happens? Our consequences change. We get a new effect, which is the E, new effect. We get new consequences. We get new emotions, new reactions. So we can actually change the way that we're interpreting the world and the way that we're feeling about the world and the way that what we do out in the world. We can all experience the same thing, but this last two steps of D and E of disputation and a new effect is we realize that we didn't like the way that we felt or we didn't like the way that we acted and we had a thought about our harmful consequences so our emotions and reactions were harmful in that moment we are actually able to create a new ATC model It's a new cycle, and ATC models can just be built upon one another, which is so cool that we can use our emotions and our consequences, and then those get plugged into the next activating event. So fact, you walked away and huffed and puffed. Like everyone around you saw that that happened, and you felt the feeling of pissed off inside your gut. Now, in the D step, in disputation, you realize that I didn't want to feel that way. I didn't want to react that way. So those consequences of you walked away and you huffed and puffed and you felt pissed off now gets sent up to the A step, the activating event. This happened. It was factual. It is in the past. Now now what? That can uh, trigger a thought of I didn't want to act that way. So maybe you plug in a new thought, you create a new thought, a new way of thinking of, you know what, the yoga teacher who reached out her hand, and even though it's in the middle of pandemic, it's clear that she's just trying to reach out for a human connection and she was just trying to be nice. That then may drive the consequences, the emotion of relief and the reaction of maybe nodding at her and shaking her hand and then maybe using hand sanitizer or you know whatever your emotions and reactions would be if you had the thought of she's just trying to find a human connection in the middle of pandemic whatever it is so the ATC model and then taking it a step further and the A-T-C-D-E model helps us understand why we all interpret the world so differently. We can all be in a yoga studio and experience the exact same class. We can all walk up the exact same trail. We can all go to the exact same school, have the exact same friends. Yet we all interpret them so differently. 
And I tell you this, and now that you've learned this, now that you've thought about this, one, it makes sense, right? And that's what I think is is amazing about psychology is nothing in psychology is like, I personally think is like this, holy camoly mind blown. But it's like, you know what? That makes sense of why all these things are happening around us, why people react a certain way. We all have thoughts that are driven by our belief system. We have thoughts that are driven because of how we grew up personally. We have thoughts that pop into our head because of our own past experiences, how we grew up, the schooling we went to, the job that we currently have, the partners that we have, the people we're surrounded with, our connections with the outside world, what we do in our spare time, all of that affects our thoughts, which then drives our emotions and reactions, our consequences. And it is so hard to create that self-awareness sometimes. And I truly think the world would be such a better place if so many more people were able to genuinely practice this mindfulness, which is just science for yoga, honestly. Yoga asks you to just show up and be an observer in your own mind. It asks you to experience life without judgment and not make the assumptions about others or even about yourself. And that's what the ATC model is. It's all about self-awareness. Instead of judging how someone else acts and feels, they have a thought that drove them to those feelings and those reactions. So Allow this tool to be a tool of empathy as well as self-awareness to help yourself create the self-awareness of why sometimes you may feel or act a certain way that you love because the good is just as important to know as the bad. You don't only want to self-reflect on the bad feelings. Why do I feel this way? What thoughts drove the disappointment? What thoughts drove the dread? What thoughts drove the anger? You also want to look at the positive side of this. What thoughts drove you to be excited today? What thoughts drove you to feel motivated today? What thoughts drove you to wake up at 4.30 in the morning to go out on your next adventure? What thoughts drove you to show up to this yoga class and try all the crazy, insane things that this yoga teacher is trying to ask you to do and did it with a smile on your face? What were those thoughts that helped you in a situation? Because the good is just as important as the bad. So if you want to do more research on this, you can look up Albert Ellis's ABC model or ABCDE model if you want to take it to that second step. But there's also a lots, lots, lots of videos online about kind of the army version of it, which is the ATC model, which personally, I believe it to be a lot more bite-sized and a lot easier to understand when you replace beliefs with thoughts. 
because I think beliefs go deeper down and are a stronger drive and less surface level, whereas the ATC model can create more of surface level awareness. And then later you can dig, dig, dig further into some of the beliefs that you may have that are driving some of the the, uh, thoughts that you have. So you can Google both of those things. I truly hope that this is something that you put into practice, that you actually pause and take the time to interpret your own ATC models and slow down long enough to understand why you reacted a certain way, why you had the consequences that you really enjoyed or consequences that you felt were a little bit less than enjoyable in a certain situation. That model is why we all interpret the world differently. That model is the reason that we are all so individualized and why we are so able to experience things in a different way, which I think is the definition of being human, is we are all so, so different. All right, my friends, that is all that I have for you today. The 2022 hiking and yoga retreats are starting to fill up, my friends. We have Whistler in June, we have Zion National Park in July, and we have Glacier National Park in August. I love hiking and yoga retreats. I think it's so amazing to spend five days truly focused on things like the ATC model to slow down and actually understand why you react certain ways and why you feel certain ways and taking the time to reflect on your own life and reflect on the things that you want to create and have and exist and believe into existence and then act into existence and actually create that life all in five days. I have seen people's lives do a complete 180. I just recently checked in with one of my past clients. Her name is Jenny. And I know on the retreat that we went on in November, she was really looking to find the power within herself to set boundaries, to say no. She was constantly always saying yes and always people-pleasing. She was finding herself a lot more often in people pleasing. And then she found out she was pregnant. Not at the retreat. She knew that beforehand. But at the retreat, she came and she hadn't yet announced to the world that she was pregnant. And she knew that she had to place those boundaries before this little bundle of joy came into the world. She knew that she had to go out and actually learn how to say no and ensure that she is putting herself first because if she didn't put herself first, she was never going to teach her little one to put himself first. She was never going to teach her child that they matter the most. So I checked in with her and I am so proud of her and I'm so amazed by her because she is setting boundaries. She is telling her employer exactly when she's leaving. She is telling her business when she wants to work, when she doesn't want to work. She is showing up when she wants to show up and not showing up when she doesn't want to show up. And that right there is creating the life that she wants and creating the life that she wants to share with her baby boy. And I think that is so amazing. So shout out to Jenny. I am so proud of you. You are doing 
great. So if you are ready to make the shift and start saying no and starting to put on your own boundaries in your life and ensuring that you are drawing the line in the sand wherever it is for you to create the life that you want, now is the time. You can go to the show notes. There is a link in there called schedule a call. Click that, schedule a call with me. Let's start talking about how you can create those boundaries in your own life, how you can start saying no and ensuring that you are always putting yourself first because you absolutely deserve that. This 45-minute call will make giant, giant shifts in your life and it is time for you to put yourself first and for you to actually do this thing for you. So take the time. The link is in the show notes. Click the link, schedule a call with me, and let's start talking. All right, my friends, I will talk to you in the next episode.